Welcome to Orphanini. This is Saratoga Best. We are talking about if you take a darkness and you add the consciousness that Hashem is in everything, then it turns into a ghoul. You take a gaila and you add the, the alephus ghoul. This is a standard concept that everybody knows. But we left off with the question of, is this the same for everybody? Is this generic? You know, so that's it? That's all you have to do? How do you go from gaula to gula? Oh, you just add the alephus. From ga- into Gaila and you have Gaula, wow, that's it. If it were that easy, then everybody wouldn't be scratching their head about, well, what do you do or what does that mean? But um, I'm, I'm going to say, by the way, that if we had the patience to deeply meditate on that every day, which we don't, uh, we would be surprised at how much amazing stuff we would come up with at any given second. Even when we we find ourselves in a pinch, Oh no, I took the wrong train. I don't know where I am. Or, oh, as it was two, two weeks ago. Oh no, I'm coming down, coming at midnight from Muncie and we come over the George Washington Bridge and we get lost and we're very, very, very lost. So we don't know what to do. And she's saying, call 911, call the police. And I'm saying, the police have been defunded. They're not going to come and help us just because we're lost. They're not going to rescue us. Etc. So you're in a gaila. So what do you do? Switching the recognition, like, I'm lost. Adding Hashem into the picture means, well, how could I be lost? He made sure that I took the wrong turn. This same Hashem, Aleph, Aluf Hashem, made sure that I took the wrong turn. She has a plan. So then I can't be lost. I'm just on a different route. But he's taking me on a route. So in a way, that does change everything, because it can be scary to be lost, because who will save you? Well, the one who sent you there will be the one who got you out of there, in a way. This was a planned mistake, not by me, unless I'm reverse polarity and I try to always mess up, and, you know, <laughs> such a thing does exist. But this, but at the very least, if I'm not reverse polarity and I don't always try to mess up without uh, subconsciously mess up this is a planned mistake by Hashem he planned to make sure that I took the wrong turn off so that I would be driving around in the Bronx so if he planned to get me into the Bronx he's going to plan to get me out of the Bronx so I just have to relax into his the safety of knowing he's taking care of the whole thing he's planning the trip so the trip planner so Maybe that's a tiny idea of what it means to add the Aleph into the Gaila. I'm in the Gaila. I'm in this darkness. I'm lost. In the middle, at least I'm with a friend in the car. We're both lost. But she keeps saying, call 911. The police will save us. The defunded police will save us. So, <laughs> so um, as in this Gaila, we add the Aleph. Okay, now, but let's look at this question. So this is generic. Everybody just do that. You're done. You know, you're fine. So in addition to this is the Geulah Mitzrayim. Now, let's go back to the first Gaila, the first Geulah, Mitzrayim. And we got out. So we went from Gaila to Geulah then. And what happened? It achieved the revelation of Avalufashal Eilam in Mitzrayim. It became obvious as we were going out of Mitzrayim with everything that got us out, with every, the, whole, the whole scenario, the ten plagues, the ten makais, and all of that, ding-dong, they discovered there's an Alufashal Eilam. These Mitzrayim, in the darkness of Mitzrayim, in the Skullis, they woke up and realized, oh my goodness, there's a God who runs the world. 
and it isn't paro. Excuse me. Excuse me. And it is not paro. That was a big one for them. Vayedu mitraim tiyani Hashem. That was one of the reasons that Hashem made them makot, so that they would figure out this basic truth. It wasn't basic for them ever. It became their truth. So, sounds so hipsterish. Their truth. <laughs> they realize that it's the truth. So they realize that Hashem is the balabais of over the world, and He conducts the whole world. Now, what about us? We already knew that. So you know, they say, wow, you know what happened in Mitzrayim? The Mitzrayim figured out that there's a God who runs the world, and we're kind of tapping our foot and saying, yeah. They say, isn't that amazing? Like. That's what happened. They discovered, the midstream discovered that Hashem runs the world. They been there, done that. We already knew that. That, seriously, we had to go to, we had to go to 200 years of slavery to figure out something that we already knew to begin with. We could have stayed home. If we already knew that stuff. So obviously something, right? We're like, could have stayed home. You didn't have to send me to Gullis for 200 years to find out something that I knew at home. So, obviously, something much higher happened for us. For them, the Aleph that they became aware of was Aluf HaShalelem. God runs the world. For us, this Aleph that we discovered in the Gaila was something different. The Hashem revealed himself in all of his essence. We came face to face with Atmos Aren Saifarhu. They did not. They just knew there's a God. Somebody runs the world. For us, that was always basic. We got to, we, we, we experienced the next step. We actually saw and experienced Atmos. So that was the Allah for us. Seeing and experiencing Atmos. So, and the Kavana, of us coming out of Mitzrayim was Matan Taira. And what do you think? It says, Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim to serve him on Harsinai, on that mountain. And what happened when we got to that mountain? The revelation of Anashi Hashem Elokecha, Asher Mitzrayim. He, face to face, he spoke with us. Higher than this revelation of Elufashal Elam. So when we came to Harsinai, first of all, we experienced, boom, there's Atmos. As that night, of just before we left Mitzrayim. We experienced Hashem's essence. Then, five, um, seven weeks later, we came to Harsinai, and we really experienced Hashem's essence face-to-face. Higher, obviously, this is way higher than just having the revelation of Aluf HaShalayim. This is way higher than just recognizing, oh, there's a God who runs the world. This was something way higher. So, you know, it's it's very different. Somebody says, oh, you know what? I figured out who owns General Motors. Oh, that's really, really nice. Yeah. Uh, the guy who owns General Motors is actually my brother-in-law. That's a little bit of a higher level. That's a little bit the next level. You know, I Googled it. Guess what? I know all about General Motors. I Googled it. I know who who who, who owns it. Yay. Uh-huh. Okay, I re- I, he's my brother-in-law. It's a different level. So Hashem is our face-to-face. He's our very essence. We experience his very essence. That's the Allah for us. Um, and so 
when it's when we're when we're looking forward to the geula, what will we have? Obviously, the whole world. Now it's not just going to be the Mitzrayim that recognize that Hashem runs the world. He's the Alufa Shalayim. That's the next step. Not just Mitzrayim, but everybody in the world will recognize Hashem runs the world. What will we achieve? What will we recognize? That one's too basic for us. We need the upgraded level. What will we have? A revelation of eloquence higher, godliness higher than the creation. Ela told his parents, Male, higher than Male and Ela. Um, there will be a chiddush, completely a complete chiddush relative to the the to every every other geula. There will be something brand new that happens in geula that you never had before. Brand new in the world, a chiddush and meisabreshis. Hashem will create a new heaven and a new earth. That's what we're looking forward to. Literally, the physicality of the world will be upgraded. A new heaven and a new earth. As it says, And at the same time, we'll have a revelation of Hashem, the revelation of which part of Hashem? Pnimius Atik. His real, real, inner, 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 deeply mystical self. We're going to experience that. We're going to see it. And we'll have the revelation of Atzmusa Yisbrech, his very essence. We already had it at Harsina, I know. But now we're going to have the revelation of Hashem down here, Lamata. We're going to experience him down here when, you know, when you're filling up the car with gasoline, when you're, when you're, you know, when they ask you at the grocery store, do you want bags or boxes? At that moment, in the very most mundane, we will experience the very essence, the very inner, inner core of Hashem. So, and the occupation of the whole world will be none other than to know Hashem. And that's why it says, And because that's all they're going to want to do is know Hashem. Therefore, we will all be very wise. How will we be wise? The items varmasdumim. We will know all the deep, the great deep, deep hidden secrets. The asigu das and we will be able to grasp the knowledge of our Creator, as much as is humanly capable, humanly possible. As it says, Malaris says Hashem, the earth will be filled with the knowledge of Hashem as much as water fills the ocean bed. So there will be a chiddush in Tyra. There will be a chiddush in the world. For that, you need to know, you need to have more than just knowing that God runs the world. You need to actually know Him intimately, face to face. It's very clean. And because the Chiddush in Tyra will, there will be a renewal in us and a renewal in Tyra and a renewal in the world and it's all as a result of this deep encounter, this very personal encounter with Hashem, that will become our everyday reality. It's not going to be a one-time thing like it was at Matan Tyra. It will become our basic reality, a very deep, deep, intimate encounter, permanent encounter, and relationship with Hashem. So just like Gullus and Gullus Mitzrayim prepared us for Matan Tyra, so the Geula of the future, the Geula Mitzvah will bring a Chiddush in Tyra. In other words, then it prepared us 
for Matan Taira. The Geula will prepare us for Taira Chadasha, for a Chidasha, for the higher level of Matan Taira, which is the revelation of Pneumius of the Taira, the deep, deepest parts of the Taira, the secrets of the Taira, Taira Chadasha Mizitete. And since all these things, um, which are completely higher than, um, than the plain old knowing that Hashem runs the world. So we have to say, you can see it in the, these words of Aleph. So in, in what Aleph stands for. So again, go back to that. Aleph, sta- Gaila plus Aleph stands for, Aleph means Alufa Shalaylam. God runs the world. What about for us? Aleph stands for, um, Ulpan. Ulpana. Learning Tyra. It's called Aalefcha Chachma Aalefcha Bina. For us, our connection to the Aleph is through learning. Understanding Hashem in a way of via the Tyra. Upana. Aleph Upana. Learning Tyra, and we get to know Hashem in an extremely deep way. And then there's even higher than that. There's a third explanation of Aleph. Because if you take the word Aleph and you turn it around, the letters spell Tele. Aleph Lamed Pe is Aleph. Pe Lamed Aleph is Pela. Pela is the deepest, is a very, very deep, maybe the deepest level of Tyre. The real deep secrets. Lagba Eimer type of secrets. It's all connected to Lagba Eimer. On, on, on the day of his passing, on Lag Ba'imer, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai revealed secrets way beyond anything he ever revealed before. Maybe you could say all his life he was learning and teaching really deep stuff in Tyra. But on the day of his passing, he moved up to the next level of Pella. Or so I think it's probably divided. He moved up then to a much deeper level, Pella. So, so when you think about it, it's connected also, the level, the word Pella is connected to the word, um, Gal Enai Vabita Niflais Mitarasecha. Lag Gal. Lag and Gal, right? Gal Enai. It's a Pasuk and Tehillim. Gal Enai. Gal is like Lag. Uncover my eyes. Vabita Niflais, and I will look at the wonders from your Torah. That's, that's where we understand about Lagba Emer in Torah, in Tehillim. Niflos is spelled with the word Pella in it. And then we're in the year, you know, Plos, Erenu. So it's very applicable to us in this year. Also, um, Eid Hagal Hazer. Where do we, where do we know about Lagba Emer in Chumash? That Yaakov Avinu and and his father-in-law, Lavan, they made, as Yaakov was running away, Lavan came after them. And Lavan said, no, you can't run away. And they made a heap of stones together. They called it a gal. A heap of stones. And they said, this heap of stones, this gal, will be a testimony that I won't come to your side and you won't come to my side. Which means the whole thing that maybe we'll do tomorrow. So the Avaita, so we have these, so... The rest of the world, they're busy understanding there's a God. Alufa Shalaylam. We're busy learning 
what that really is. Alefcha Chachma, Alefcha Bina, and learning in an even deeper way, Pella. So the Avaida, to take Gullus and transform it into Geula, there were three stages. Number one, you have to recognize there's a God in the world that runs the world. That's basic. Number two, you have to reveal Hashem above the world, having a connection to the world, but you have to, by learning Torah, you reveal Hashem above the world. Um, and especially, especially through Torah, Upana. And the third step is revealing Hashem com- completely above the world, disconnected from the world, separate from the world, very, very high, nothing to do with the world, that level of Pella that it's like, Completely, it's not user-friendly. It's like uh, the highest, these deepest, deepest secrets about Hashem that's not connected to the world. The Niflas of Taira. Remember, we're in the year of Plaas. And those Niflas will be revealed in the Gulimit, especially in Mashiach times, the, in the Tela. The other Rebbe says in the, in the brackets Tela. So, the first thing is reveal that every single thing in the world, um, as we said, the world is a place of concealment. And 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 you don't see Hashem. And the Avaita is, expose the truth. Show that Hashem is running the world. That's through Aluf HaShalayim. Then, um, we're saying the, the second level, Upana and Limud, Alef Chachach, Malef Dina, reveal Hashem, the revelation of Hashem in the Geula will be, besides that you recognize Hashem in the world, which is called Kaichapayel B'Nifos, we will see Hashem higher than the world. That comes from learning. In other words, we think, okay, finally everybody's going to recognize Hashem. It's extremely basic. Because of our learning, Taira, at that point, or in, or, or Building up to it, this alpayim shana kadmatayilaelam. You know the idea of elas. So we're higher than the Tyra. In the future, we're going to have access to Hashem in a way that's extremely lofty. And then we come to, as we say, the level of Pella, the neflos in the geula, or in this year, the plos in the geula. Just like we came out of Mitzrayim, we excuse me, we will see Niflas. And now, Gal Enei Babita Niflas Metarasecha, we will see the deepest secrets in the Tyra, things that are completely disconnected from the world. They're so high and they're so concealed. And we will have the visibility of them. By, and we will do it through Tyra. And in the words of Chassidus, um, the spheres, Alufa Shalailam connects to Malchus. You know, he's the king of the world. Upana and learning, that second level, is um, Maichin. Chachman being Maichin, that has to do with Midas. And the level of Pella is Maichin, Maichin Be'etam. Just knowing Hashem, pure knowledge of Hashem in the deepest way. As it's connected with Keter, with Crown, and Panimisa Keter. So just completely separate. Okay, that was... Fancy language for what? We know that the main Avaita now is you work on your seven Midas. You try to become a mensch. You work on your Midas. Or you try to work on your mindset that helps you become a mensch. But in the Geula, the Avaita is shift your mindset. 
a completely different mindset. And so, and we'll conquer those three extra lands, Kani, Kniyuzi, Kadmani, and as well in our mindset. So the revelation of Hashem in the Geula will be, besides Kayachapayel the Nifal, seeing Hashem in the world, seeing, two, seeing Hashem above the world, and then the revelation of Hashem's very essence. Down here. So, if that's the case, um, let's, oh, I see, yeah, this, okay, if that's the case, let's do one more piece. So what's the whole point of the Gula? Like, what get, what happens with the Gula? This Gaila with an Aleph added to it. Um, um, it means these three different steps. And Daska the Avaida happens in Galus. Daska in Galus in the darkness are achieved all of these three things. So we all think that it's a, it's a very natural feeling of like if I didn't have to deal with all this stuff I could I could experience some geula. So Hashem says no 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 you don't have to get rid of all the stuff. In the stuff that's where you'll find the geula. In the stuff specifically. In the darkness that's where it's not simple but that's where the geula is hiding. We aren't going to be satisfied with just revealing that Hashem runs the world but and we aren't going to be satisfied with just um using out everything that we know, the Shem Shemayim. But um, we want to reveal through our learning um, the, um, the, the deepest levels of Hashem, I guess. So, okay, let's jump a little bit here. Whenever I jump and skip something, it ends up being the most important thing. Okay, so since let's just say this little part. So since the Geula will be through Mashiach Tidkenu, he must have those three Alephs in him. Obviously, right? I mean, if this Aleph in the Gaila, he's got to have those three Alephs in him. So um, so the, the, the Rambam says the following. Melech Mashiach comes from base David and the seed of Shlema. Right? Everybody knows that. So there's something we don't understand. He comes from the house of David and Melech, as the Rambam writes. But, um, and base David is the Iker of Malchus. Malchus was given to David, base David. And since David and Melech was anointed with the holy oil, since then all the Malchus goes to his sons forever. Okay. Why do we need to know that it's from the seed of Shlema? We understand. Mashiach is a king. So, Beis David, Malchus, is from Beis David. Why do we know, why do we have to know which of his sons? Mashiach comes from the seed of Shlema. And we can say, the Penevis. But in the days of Shlema, it was kind of like a taste of the Geula. There was a lot, in the time of David and Melech, there were a lot of wars. A lot of blood spilled, a lot of wars, a lot of fighting. It was not a simple time. And therefore, David Melech was not given permission to build the base of Mezish. But the time of Shlema Melech, Shalom, peace. That's why his name was Shlema. Because there was Shalom in his days. The kind of Shalom that will be in the future. So we can say the reason is because now, so here's, here's the point that ties it all together. Why is it that Shlema Melech ruled in a time of, of peace? What did he do to bring peace? 
nobody else could bring peace. You ever you try to bring peace in a situation? True peace? Nobody else can manage ever to bring peace to a situation. So how did he do it? What did he have to do? And the answer is that he had shlemus of chachma. He had wisdom. He had the kind of wisdom to be able to put all the pieces of the puzzle of the world and the people and the nations together in a very wise way. He had wisdom. So he was able to create peace. He was wiser than all men. Besides being, besides having kingship, he was from the house of David So he had Malchus. His family had the kingship. He was the king. But he had wisdom as well. It's one thing to be a king. But you have to be a very smart king to rule the world in a way that the world is peaceful. And they accept you. And not only that, but Taruf Chachmas Shleiman. They call Chachmas Mitzrayim. I think he... Um, he was able to derive extra wisdom from the stuff that he knew of the world. I think that's what it means. He took from the Chachma of Mitzrayim and he was able to elevate it to Kedusha and take the good stuff and add to Tyra from everything that he pulled into the world today. We see very much that's the Rebbe's approach. You know, I'm just now in the middle of a four-day healing workshop. So the point is to take to take all of that and pull it into the realm of Torah true healing and add it. Add all the good pieces, just like we did when we came out of Mitzrayim. We took all the good stuff out of Mitzrayim and, and walked off with it and went and built the Mishkan with it, which eventually became the base of Mishkan, which eventually will be the third base of Mishkan, which will fill the whole world. So all this Stuff, all the good stuff that we could squeeze out and we could extract from Egypt, from Mitzrayim, becomes the world of Geula. It's, it's, it's used for the world of Geula. That's what, that's what Mashiach will do. He will guide us with his wisdom to extract all the pieces of the world and the pieces of worldliness that we add to the base of Mezish, which then fills the whole world. To, we add it to Geula. So he had the Yisran of the Aleph, Aleph Chachma, that comes out through Gullus. He, he pulled it out of Gaila. He pulled it out of Mitzrayim. He pulled out the wisdom of Mitzrayim and, and added it on to Tyra. Not pulled Tyra down, but increased it by pulling out the from the darker places where the sparks were concealed and he just pulled them right out. And that's why so all of the great wise Gentiles of the world at that time, they were buckled to him. They were essentially nullified to him. They recognized that he's the wisest. They recognized that there's nobody who has wisdom like Shlaim and he didn't have to fight them. They saw who he was and they felt his wisdom. And that's why he was called Shlema. Even Solomon. Shalom. Because there was Shalom in his days. And not only that, 
the nations of the world brought to Shlomo Melech sparks of Kedusha. They could feel that any sparks that they had captured in their domain belonged to him and belonged to Tyre. They sensed it. And we know that the Queen of Sheba, she brought gifts. She brought, I guess it was spiritual gifts. They brought, or or gifts that contained sparks. She brought gifts to Shlema Melech, and they brought gifts. It was a taste of the Shlemus, of the peace of the future. The peace of the future doesn't just mean we impose on them, but it means they all want us to be the, they want the wisdom of Tyra to to lead the world. They volunteer. They're, they're, they walk in sync with it. They, they agree to it and they ask for it. So that, that, the, the knowledge of Hashem will fill the whole world. And it's like through Ethika Tyra, through being involved in Tyra, of Chachma, we will purify all of the things of the world. And that's why all physical flesh will testify and will have a the rocho butter bechinus riya. All physical flesh will see the see that everything is from Hashem because there will be the visibility of chachma in physical flesh, and all form things will know. And so that has to do with malchus, and that's why by Shlomo Melech. His kingship, he was a king. His kingship was complete. He sat on the throne of Hashem in a way of peace, in a way of menucha. Certainly relative to his father, David Melech, who was who had to fight enemies all from all sides. Shlomo Melech didn't have enemies. They just were, they didn't want to be his enemies. It's not that David Melech wasn't on a very lofty level, but obviously what David Melech did made it possible for Shlomo Melech to go to the next level. If we had been Zaycha, then the Malchus of Shlomo Melech would have been the end. They would have built. We would have had the base of Migdash, first base of Migdash. It would have been the eternal base of Migdash. We wouldn't have had to have a third one. The first one would have been the one forever. But negative things got mixed up, and the kingship and the, the Malchus of, of Shlomo Melech was torn in two. We had Malchus Yehuda and Malchus Yisrael. And then you have the Chorban and the second base of Migdash and then the Gullus after that that we're in the middle of, or no, sorry, we're at the end of. And then we're moving to a moment when you'll have the Shlemus of Malchus through Mashiach, who comes from Shlema Melech. But he will be even higher in his Malchus than Shlema Melech. And in his time, in Mashiach's time, Melech Echad Yehelikulam, There'll be one king for everybody. There won't be any division anymore. And David, my servant, will be the Nasi forever. And so, to finish off, the emphasis about Mashiach, why do we need to know that he's from the seed of, from the house of David and the seed of Shlaima? Because what does Mashiach achieve? Number one, he's a king. Malchus, David and Melech. And number two, so he does what, he's a king, David Amelech, and he brings peace, Shlom Amelech, because he will have complete Malchus, including Chachma of Malchus, as you get, as, as, as it expresses itself in Galus, in the Shrine. And this king, 
who will stand up from the seed of David will be very, very wise. Baal Chachma, he will be a Baal Chachma more than Shlaim Melech. And we will have the Shlemus of Maifin, um, Pella. Meaning there will be access to very, very, very great wisdom. The level of Pella. In addition to this, that Maifin and Midas, of Malchus, the Nacha Lav Ruach Hashem, will have all of that. And the spirit of Hashem will, will be on him. Ruach Chachma, Ruach Bina, Ruach Eta, Ruach Dvor, Ruach Das, Ruach Hashem. And we know that Mashiach will be a king and a teacher. And because of that, he will teach the whole nation. And he will teach the nation, including the Neflav, the wonders of Pnei Mishetayra. So we'll finish the next part tomorrow. But what does this all have to do? The next part is actually quite short. So what does this all have to do with Lagba Emer? We see that Lagba Emer, it's a, it's a piece of all of that. A piece of the, the heavens open up. The deepest secrets of Tyra are revealed. Not only were revealed on that day, they are revealed. And we see that, um, we see that all of that is being given to us. We are in a year of plus Arenu. So it's obviously an unbelievable time for all of this to be. And we see that we have access to this incredible wisdom. And nobody, that you had to be a giant scholar and a giant tzaddik to be able to have access to a fraction of the stuff that we have access to. You can read it in any language. We have access to these unbelievable secrets of Tyrus. And through that, an experience with Hashem. And all of this, as it's being pulled out, um, simultaneously coming from above, Hashem sending us down great wisdom, and at the same time, it's being pulled out of the woodwork from below. And I'll end off by telling you this one thing. Today I heard in my healing workshop, uh, I was I was talking, we know it's an Indian, I know, I know somebody who always takes 20-minute naps, because I think um, over 20 minutes, if you wake up from your nap, you have to wash Matilda's dime. Something like that. So there's a level of impurity that I think, I think, if I got it right, after a 20-minute sleep, the, this level of impurity starts to come into the body. Then you have to wash Nagel Wasser. It's not such a big deal to wash Nagel Wasser, but say a person's in the car and they can. But under 20 minutes, if I got it right, again, I have to be corrected, and um, there, that doesn't seem to happen. Okay? So today... We're talking in the workshop about taking naps and being tired in the middle of the day. And the one who ran the workshop said, when you take naps, make sure you only sleep for 20 minutes. Oh, that's interesting. And now he certainly, he's not Jewish. He certainly wasn't going to say, because then you don't have to watch Nagel Boston. And he told me a whole thing that I have to look up. I, I don't remember at all. But about the levels, the hormonal levels and the brain waves and all the other things that happen in the body when you sleep for exactly 20 minutes and it affects the circadian rhythm. I think I'm really making things up. The circadian rhythm that a person will get the, if they sleep for 20 minutes, the body will feel the maximum amount of refreshment. I mean, other than sleeping eight hours, but there's a certain refreshing of the system. If you do exactly those 20 minutes because of the way, again, the different chemicals and brain chemicals, et cetera, um, are elevated and go down in that 20 minutes, and therefore you should do 20 minutes. Now, it's very interesting that for us, that plus one other thing, 
for us, Kyra tells us that. Or one other thing, Dr. Feldman has said a number of times that doctors have come to him and said, you know, there's something that's a real problem. People, younger people, they wake up in the morning and they jump out of bed. And they can feel faint and fall and faint and etc. We all know that that doesn't have great results. So because they jump out of bed too quickly. And therefore, people are told, medical research says, that a person should, when he wakes up, any person, when he wakes up, he should give himself 12 seconds to stabilize his blood pressure so that he should, you know, sit up slowly and then slowly. And then 12 seconds that he shouldn't go from lying down to standing up because he's going to become dizzy, fall down, hit his head, God forbid. We know what that looks like. So he should take those 12 seconds. And then the blood pressure has 12 seconds to stabilize itself, and then it's safe for him to stand up. Interesting. So Dr. Feldman says, he asks these doctors who told him this research, he asked them, have you seen that, that phenomenon with religious Jewish patients? And they said, no, not really. He said, right. Because we have a 12-second phrase that we say every morning when we wake up. And then by the time we're finished saying that, and then we wash Nagelwasser, the blood pressure is stabilized, and then we can stand up safely. So all of this is embedded in Tyra, and we could say in a way, you know, the fact that it all corresponds, we're pulling out. It's almost like the world is sensing that the truth is there in Tyra and the world is kind of running to Tyra to catch up. Scientific research is suddenly, no, I have something, you know, let me say my piece. I have something to tell, to tell the world a scientific piece of research that corroborates what Tyra says. So it's like all the sparks in the world going out of Mitzrayim, going out of Gulf and going towards Harsina, towards Tyra. And may it be this Lagba'imer that as the sparks of the world go towards the deepest levels of Tyra and to Maron and Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, we should find ourselves in the Gula Mitzvah Shleimah immediately before this Lagbaimah.